5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. The Rage, I'm here. Turn of the Peanut. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's nice to be back after uh, a couple of weeks. I just missed you too much. Just missed you too much. Uh, great to be back. And uh, Ben B. Baby Byram. Hey, Ben. Producing Hi, Ben. The, uh, show today. I-, I saw my nephew a couple weeks ago. He was talking about that. Oh, he was thrilled about it, huh? That's awesome. Well, he, you know, he, he said you're not the only one on the radio. Oh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. So he's a big star yeah. now. He's a big star now. He's going to be back uh, with the uh, Grands next week. No, 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 like three weeks or four. So we'll we'll make sure he hears the Hey Ben one day. There we go. Um, what is he, at and, camp or uh, something? Oh, he's always at some camp. There we that go, yeah. A, that kid's everywhere at a camp. I never got to go to a camp as a kid, but I've heard it's a lot of fun, so... You know, uh, he's done that overnight camp thing. I'm just, I, I was never one of those that liked staying away from home. It's funny. That's the way I am as an adult. I, I never <laughs> liked staying away from home. I like to, uh, I like my amenities. So uh, we, my wife and I were talking today at lunch, and she's got, there was somebody who went to something. It was just silly. And, and, of course, they have to chronicle every moment of their life on social media. And, uh we just, you know, we're talking about if, if I were in a position to be invited to such an event. And I said, well, it depends on if it's at night. Because if it's at night and I ain't getting a check, I ain't going. Right, Ben? You know I'm this. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's anything past uh, when this show ends and there's not some uh, currency exchanging hands. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on during the day. You get up at like. I don't, know, I don't know why you get up at four or five o'clock, even when you I don't gotta, have anything I gotta going work on. in the morning. Yeah. I got to work in the morning, Ben. Yeah. I, 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 in order to maintain this lavish lifestyle, I have to work 24 hours. I feel hours like you do that on the weekends too. Yeah. I was up early a lot on, uh, 
during the time off, during the, vac- the actual vacation week I was off. <laughs> uh, I, I was getting up at 5.30, and then I got up at 3 this morning. Ugh. Just woke up. Yeah. So I can't be good. Um, no one wants to hear about the sleeping habits of uh, a middle-aged man. And uh, we say hello to intern Noah in the hizzle, big TV, uh, big TV behind-the-scenes guy on a couple levels. They have air conditioning at the at nine on your side, right, Noah? There's, there's yeah, air, they conditioning. Do have air conditioning over there. Yes. <laughs> well, you're slumming it in the radio world right now, man. So, uh, hey, it's great to be back. Great to have the uh, fellers here, and it's uh, wonderful to uh, be with you. We've got a huge week in store. Um, we've got uh, John Gilbert going to be with us on Wednesday in the studio. And uh, there's quite a lot to discuss with uh, John the last couple of weeks, the news that sort of broke before the fourth. And I'll tell you, Ben, of the all the things I was asked, because, you know, I am, a, despite the fact that I don't go out at night, I am a man of the people. I see a lot of the peoples. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, d- during the, uh, the day. And the A number one question about uh, that I was asked during uh, my two weeks away, do you know what it was, Ben? Can you think of what it was? have to do with conference expansion and how easy that's all i was asked about yeah Yeah, that's all i was asked about uh anybody i talked to that was the top of the mind awareness for them that was the thing that they uh wanted to discuss the most so i said when i get back we'll discuss it we'll talk about it so tune in i hope all those people asking me questions are tuned in today because i said we're gonna we're gonna break it down as comprehensively as we can um Obviously, for the uninitiated, and by golly, I hope there's not that many in this audience. Some others, yes, but not this one. And it is all started really a year ago. It was a year ago today, approximately, that uh, Texas and Oklahoma made the the announcement they were bolting the Big 12 for the SEC, right? And that got everybody all up in arms. And then uh, fast forward 11 and a half months later, UCLA and USC leaving for the Big Ten. And now there's all kinds of uh, crazy speculation out there and what's going to happen, what could happen. So David Teal is going to be with us. David uh, Teal, if that name is familiar, especially for those of you uh, maybe in the uh, northeastern part of the state listening to us. Maybe you're passing through on the way to Virginia as you head back uh, from whatever it is you were at this weekend. And uh, it is uh, a name that obviously synonymous with coverage of the primarily ACC out of Virginia. Longtime columnist, very respected columnist. Uh, David Teal, a little bit of insight as far as the ACC grant of rights go, because that's the big hindrance at this point. Uh, but also with uh, ACC Media Day cranking up in the next day or two, how all of that will be addressed. And let's face it, the ACC, what could happen to the ACC or members of the ACC bolting could have an impact on our little slice of the world here in Pirate Nation. Certainly, it would you would think some schools from the American could be, uh, could be up. Uh, could ECU be a possible candidate for the ACC, depending on who goes where? Uh, SMU apparently is in the discussion phase. According to a report from the Dallas Morning News, 
There have been conversations between SMU and the ACC about possible future membership. Uh, the Mustangs also have said to have had conversations with the Big 12 and Pac-12. I wouldn't go to the Pac-12 for anything right now, would you, Ben? No, absolutely not. I'm still trying to figure out how the USC and the UCLA deal is going to go down with the Big Ten because regionally it doesn't well, make sense for the smaller sports. That's where we come back to it's not over yet. Could uh, Stanford be involved? Could Oregon be involved? Could Washington be involved? Could UCLA be involved? Maybe BYU. You don't think uh, BYU would happily depart the Big 12 for the Big 10? We've seen stuff like that happen before in this whole mess. Yeah, well, I mean, if this all goes down, it's looking like we're going to have more of a power two type deal going on with the Big Ten and the uh, SEC. So I wouldn't, I would blame BYU if they wanted to make the jump. Big Ten could also uh, make its way into North Carolina. Maybe make its way up to Virginia. Who knows? Uh, David Teal on some of that speculation coming up. Uh, try to catch him sometime between 15 and 20. We'll, we'll get a break here in a minute on that. But anyway, that is the uh, discussion out of uh, the Dallas market at SMU. We've got uh, media day coming up for the American on the 28th, so a week from Thursday. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Mike Oresco says. We're reaching out trying to get Oresco early next week. Don't know if we'll get him. Uh, don't think we can make it work this week because not only do we have uh, John Gilbert in on Wednesday, but we'll have Phil Steele on Thursday. Uh, got the uh, preseason magazine. It is uh, making its way into various uh, brick-and-mortar locations. You can always go to philsteel.com and order it there. Uh, but, Ben, I've got my copy. It's sitting on my uh, table there in front of my uh, couch at home. There you go. You get a big deal if you get an advanced copy there. You get it shipped straight from the man well, himself. As a highly influential member of the media that you know I am, I, I got my copy. There you go. I saw that tweet. And I saw that tweet. Said in jest, of course, tongue firmly planted in cheek, as far as you know. <laughs> So um, that's the week. Uh, we're, we're scheduled to talk to Muggsy Bogue sometime this week. That would be neat. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. I hope we've worked it out. We had to kind of submit that a certain way, and I need to talk to his handler to make sure we've got Muggsy on the day. We're going to have Muggsy, and then we'll, we'll make that work. That might be a deal where uh, we're having to tape it, and I don't know if we'll air it the day we tape it or not. Uh, because that's the day we're going to have John Gilbert live in the studio. So we'll see. And I don't want to bury it on a Friday. So it may be something we hold to early next week. I don't know. It is going to have sort of an evergreen nature to it. He went in with uh, Ronnie Barnes and others to the uh, North Carolina Hall of Fame uh, the uh, earlier in the spring and uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. So we want to make sure that we give some uh, some props there. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to uh, our guy, Hawk Harrison, Daryl Harrison, uh, the recipient of the Outstanding Contribution to Amateur Football Award. It was announced late last week by the National Football Foundation's Bill Dooley chapter. And uh, Hawk will be honored at the chapter's annual pigskin preview coming up Friday at the Embassy Suites in Cary. Ben, do you know, do you and, or Philip want to go to that? 
it never really works out something that I, I can go to or want to go to. I don't know if anyone wants to hike up to the, to the triangle, but you know, they talk to the, uh, the three triangle ACC coaches and then they, they have, uh, coach Houston will be there and then they'll have the coach from uh, central up there. And it's, it's a meal. That sounds like the most Philip deal I've ever heard. It does Phillip sound like a Philip deal, yeah. doesn't it? Okay. Well, remind me to mention that to Philip, and let's see if we can still get. I'm sure we can there still we go, get yeah. him in there. He'd love to go up there, wouldn't he? Oh, he would be all about it. He'll talk to everybody. You know, he'll tell us about That's how he kinda... talked to the Duke coach and the UNC yeah. coach and the state coach. Yeah, Philip Mac Brown. Now that's a. <laughs> I don't know if anybody will, will get a word in edgewise. Yeah, I don't know. That that would be tough. That would be tough. No silence like in that room. No, 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 no. A lot of, a lot of, lot of chattiness between those two. Uh, so that's the big uh, story. That's what I thought we'd start with here today. Uh, you know, to me, it comes down to what does Notre Dame do in all of this? Obviously, not a candidate for the SEC, and I'm not so sure the SEC's going to necessarily be hitting a big expansion mode right now because. While there is a lot of money rolling in, you do have to start to carve that pie up a little bit. And trust me, a UNC, a Clemson, a Florida State, Miami even, maybe Virginia, Georgia Tech, but especially those first three or four that I named, they're not going anywhere for less than a full slice of the TV deal. Mississippi State gets seventy million. Clemson's going to want seventy million, not forty-five million. So that's quite uh, that's that's quite the thing I think would be prohibitive in all this. And then this grant of rights that the ACC has, because their media deal carries out to the mid twenty thirties, and we'll get into some of that with David Teal. He can explain it, I think, a lot more concisely than I could, and a lot more intelligently for sure. I'm not 100% sure how all that is going to really play out uh, as far as someone evacuating the ACC. And then, you know, I do think there is, uh, talking to some people last week especially, I do think there is a little bit of a uh, a plan in place from a political standpoint should ECU have the opportunity to move on, particularly to something like the ACC. But we don't know what that would look like. Certainly could not look like it's going to look right now if you believe some of the pundits, but we shall see. It'll be a topic of conversation in Charlotte the next couple of days for sure, and it'll be a topic that we're going to address in some more uh, detail. Uh, ben will update you bottom of the hour on everything you need to know in the world of sports. We'll also do a little hold my beer, but uh, a timeout when we come back. Uh, we'll get a hold of David Teal and talk with him about this. Going to break. Big thanks to Ben. Also, uh, Philip Pilkington, the aforementioned ref, and uh, our guy Cookie for uh, their job that they did the last couple of weeks while I was on a, a hiatus. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I appreciate you giving us that opportunity. Oh, you're going to get a few more this summer. Trust me. There we go. Uh, we'll be back with David Teal. Conference expansion. What does the ACC do? What can anybody do? It's a member of the ACC right now. David Teal on the other side. thegame.com to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time.
It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. Subject to current credit policy of time financing service. One hour loan approval and same day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-395-7074. It's time to enjoy the outdoors. And at Moore's Barbecue, we have the perfect packages to meet your needs. From our backyard barbecue pack to our family feast pack, we will make sure that your picnic, social, or family gathering stands out and no one leaves hungry. Come on into any of our locations in Winterville, New Bern, Swansboro, Moorhead City, or Jacksonville. There's enough great food for everyone. We're sure you'll agree if it's not Moore's, it's less. Looking to get engaged? Now is the time during Bailey's Fine Jewelry's spectacular Engagement Ring Blowout. This once-a-year event is happening July 16th through 23rd at all Bailey's locations. An expansive selection of engagement rings, loose diamonds, mountings, and wedding bands. Up to 60% off in Raleigh, Rocky Mount, and Greenville. Engagement rings near cost, at cost, even below cost. Bailey's Engagement Ring Blowout. July 16th through 23rd. Visit baileybox.com. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. After his uh, stint with USA Baseball, Zach Agnos, right around the time we were coming on the air, picked up in the 10th round. By the Rockies, the 296 pick overall in the uh, MLB Amateur Draft. So, uh, list him as a pitcher, interesting enough. We'll see what uh, winds up happening uh, there, but uh, don't know if that necessarily means uh, he is is headed on. Of course, uh, Carson Wisenhut was uh, picked last in the second round. You have to wonder how much uh, missing this season 
due to uh, that uh, banned substance, testing positive for that and missing the season, how much that may have impacted uh, his status. In the uh, draft, we uh, offered him a chance to come on and talk, but uh, he said he's not doing media right now. So uh, so be it uh, as far as that goes with Carson Wizenheim. Uh We uh, started the show talking about uh, this. It's the thing the last couple of weeks I've been asked the most about. And uh, it all kind of hinges on uh, two things, and they're kind of tied together. Notre Dame and Grant of Rights, and uh, that, of course, uh, centers around the ACC. David Teal, longtime uh, columnist, has uh, covered the ACC in Virginia. It's wonderful to have him on uh, the Patrick Johnson Show with us. David, thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate it in advance of uh, your trip to Charlotte. Good evening, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Well, I heard you uh, on Adam Gold maybe uh, last week, and uh, I thought you really described uh, things beautifully with uh, the grant of rights, which seemed to be a, a big roadblock in, in any of these ACC teams uh, leaving uh, for uh, bigger paydays, uh, potentially. But before we get going, let me, let me start with this. Uh, yeah, obviously, ACC football media days this week. How much of a topic of discussion will this be with actual members of the conference, i.e. the commissioner, Jim Phillips, and uh, any coaches and perhaps ADs that you may talk to? Oh, it'll be front and center, just as it has been at SEC media days and Big 12 media days. And Jim Phillips is scheduled to give his State of the Union Wednesday morning. He'll be asked about this, and the commissioner is usually kind enough to grant some members of the media some follow-up one-on-one interviews over the course of a couple days, and he'll be asked about it in those sessions as well. Now, there are no formal AD meetings scheduled uh, around the kickoff, so I don't know how many athletic directors will actually attend the mm-hmm. event. Coaches, mm-hmm. sure, you know, especially somebody like like Davo Sweeney at, at, at Clemson, uh, Mike Norvell, Florida State. You know, what they have to say, I think, will be uh, newsworthy. The ACC has tied up in its. Uh media agreement with ESPN, which uh, runs through 2036, a uh, grant of rights. And uh, I know you're not a, a lawyer. You're maybe playing one with us, uh, f- with us in force on the radio uh, here this afternoon. But I-, I thought you described your interpretation of this seemed to really boil it down to what the issues are. Uh, so I-, I would just ask you to maybe, if-, if you don't mind, kind of as you understand it, why the grant of rights is prohibitive for anybody in the ACC, uh, Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame, uh, to a degree, UNC, whomever, uh, to, to, to bolt for a bigger payday in the Big Ten or SEC? Well, Notre Dame, not so much, Patrick, because yeah. Notre, Notre Dame's football media rights are not tied up in this. It would be relatively yeah. cheap. That's why I said to a degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame only gets about $7 million a year from the ACC's media package. Um, and it's not a revenue, or not, not, not a revenue, but non-football sports wouldn't drive that much in, in a new conference as well. 
Um, but the way the grant of rights works is you essentially convey all your media rights to all your home games to the conference. So if you go to, say, an SEC or Big Ten, any subsequent media rights that you receive from that conference go back to the ACC. So, so basically, a school would have to say, we can afford to go right now be 14 years without any media revenue. If we so, for ex- so for example, and let's just say your brand X, the, what is the exit fee to leave the ACC right now? The exit uh, fee is three times distribution revenue. So last year the ACC distributed 30, on average $36 million to each of its member schools. 36 times three is $108 million. Okay. So that's the exit so, fee. Right. That's just to get out of this thing. You, for, you have to fork over $108 million. Um, and then no, that's that's just the exit fee plus you're forfeiting your media rights. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You just got to give that up just to get out the just to get out the door. And then once you're out the door, uh, whatever you would make in the SEC or Big Ten, let's just say seventy million a year, your portion of that goes to the Atlantic Coast Conference for the for the duration of the current TV deal in the ACC. So is that the right interpretation of what you're saying? Yes. Whew. It's a lot of money mm-hmm. going uh, out the coffers. That's so, real I mean, money. <laughs> that's almost a billion dollars. Well, it's, actually, it's over a billion dollars. That would be, uh, go, or is it $100 million? Well, it's, the point is it's a lot. No, There's a lot it, of zeros it, it, in there, it, it, David, is what I'm getting at. Yes. No, if, if you wanted to leave today, mm-hmm. you'd be pressing a billion. Wow. So... One thing we know, David Teal, uh, who has uh, covered the ACC uh, for the uh, Richmond Times-Dispatch and, and uh, Richmond.com, uh, one of the legends, it's great to talk to him here today. And, and when a lot of people got all lathered up the last couple of weeks about who could go somewhere, go here, go there, uh, this grant of rights started to come up. And, and, and he just outlined there, I mean, you're talking a billion dollars just to, to leave if you left right now. Uh, and the ACC would, would rake in that amount of money because you would forego your media rights for the duration of the ACC uh, uh, TV package. So I, I guess the question here is, legally, does, does this grant of rights uh, pass the, the legal smell test? Is, is that the question, I guess? That is a question that lawyers on ACC uh, retainer uh, among member schools have been looking at. But I think one an- one clue to the answer is if a grant of rights was easy to escape, then why haven't Texas and Oklahoma done so to get to the SEC ahead right. of the expiration of the 2025 Big 12 grant of rights? And that's a short-term deal. That's not in any way, shape, or form what this 14-year span is. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to hear a lot of uh, ACC media, in particular this uh, past couple of weeks, week and a half, uh, especially talk about um, 
the ACC sort of doing uh, more with less because they are the third mm-hmm. right now of the conferences in the payout. And it's just funny to me, you know, covering East Carolina primarily, speaking of doing more with less, I mean, ECU would, would gladly take uh, uh, those first world problems uh, with, with the budget. Uh, so I always find that kind of an interesting, it's all a matter of perspective, and I guess it's all relative. But, I mean, that is the key here. There's still a lot of term on this TV deal with with uh, ESPN. ESPN, I'm sure, is in no um, – uh, has no interest in renegotiating it with the ACC because uh, – uh, but the fact that it was so – such an expanded and lengthy deal. Uh, take me back to when that was announced. Was that even kind of something that raised the eyebrows of people? Did people believe that uh, maybe that was too long given the landscape of, of uh, how things were going or, or – in that time, did nobody envision what we're looking at really now with the SEC growing to 16 and the Big Ten growing uh, to where it's a coast-to-coast league? Yeah, in 2016, when this deal was put together, no one envisioned where we are right now. And really, ESPN was in a position to play hardball with the ACC because this was a deal that it essentially dictated in exchange for the creation of the ACC network. Wow. Um, so let me let me ask you this. It, it all kind of comes back to Notre Dame, and you expertly pointed out, uh, again, I, I was saying to a degree, but you really uh, laid it out, the, the amount of money that Notre Dame has tied up with a grant of rights is a drop in the bucket uh, because mm-hmm. uh, they, do, they have their own football rights. They negotiate the deal with NBC to televise all their home games. And that sort of thing. But it seems to me that Notre Dame is choosing in a way to leave a lot of money on the table, uh, even with that deal with NBC. In other words, um, you know, it, it, it seems like if they wanted to really go out and, and have a chance to make uh, millions and millions of dollars in a conference, i.e. the Big Ten, they could. So what what is the word kind of out of Notre Dame right now? How do you see, if you're their athletic brain trust, you're obviously holding a lot of cards here. What would you say right now their position or posture is on on all of this? Well, two things. Number one, Notre Dame is striding in its football independence and determined to remain as such. Number two, CBS's Dennis Dodd reported this afternoon that Notre Dame is in discussions with NBC to renegotiate its deal, which expires in 2025, mm-hmm. and that Notre Dame hopes to land a contract that would value at about $75 million per year, which is essentially five times what Notre Dame is averaging from the current NBC deal. But that would also be just strictly football. I mean, as you say, that would be it's it's that would be for yeah. five. That would be for six home football games, essentially twelve and a half million dollars per <laughs> home football. Game. Wow! So I mean, that's, that's a fresh report. That's that's a yeah, that's a fresh report from Dennis Dodd, as you noted in CBS. It's it's a lot to kind of digest in. Do you see NBC going for that, or is this maybe the first step in a dance that ultimately lands them? possibly in the Big Ten, or or maybe even in some form with the ACC? I'm sure it's partly negotiations. 
I do not see Notre Dame playing ACC football. If Notre Dame were to here are the two things, Patrick, that could drive Notre Dame to conference membership. One, mm-hmm. if the Fighting Irish believe somehow that their ability to access the college football playoff was compromised. Number two, their ability to schedule that independent slate that they now have. If, say, in the new college football playoff era, the conferences started playing 10 league games each, yeah. would that somehow um, narrow the window so much for Notre Dame scheduling-wise that it would feel the need to join a league? Otherwise, absent scheduling or college football playoff access issues, Notre Dame's not going to join a conference. We've got uh, the legendary David Teal with us here. I want to hit you up on a couple of of quick things as far as, you know, there's plenty of reports out there that have Florida State, that have Clemson mentioned uh, to the SEC in particular, UNC, Virginia, there's been Georgia Tech, Miami, even uh, Duke maybe to play basketball in the Big Ten. And I've even heard some wild stuff about Duke. Uh, in uh, some sort of uh, basketball-driven uh, situation. I'm sure you've heard a lot of, of these things as well. In the short term, it doesn't seem like anybody's going anywhere by the amount of money that we, we discussed that you would have to lay out for the remaining ten, uh, term on this uh, current ACC deal and the grant of rights. But if there were a move to be made and you know lawyers got involved and who knows what happens then, but if there were a move to be made, uh, do you see it being made imminently, or, or is it more down the road? Number one, I think it would be down the road. Number two, the issue becomes what ACC athletics brand is worth, say, to the Big Ten or the SEC, $100 million a year. Because that's what those two schools will eventually be be distributing to each of its members when Oklahoma and Texas and USC and UCLA join. So to keep yeah. that piece of the pie whole, to keep everyone's piece of the pie whole, any new member would have to bring in $100 million a year in revenue. I don't believe there's any ACC brand athletically worth $100 million a year. Mm. So I'm not sure any ACC school has an option to leave. Gotcha. Let me ask you this. There was the report uh, in the Dallas newspaper that uh, the ACC has been in discussions with SMU, a member uh, of the American, as we know uh, so well here. So is there any any fire to that smoke, or is that just uh, – SMU may be reaching out, and uh, thus that was conversations, because there is also reports that they've talked to the Big 12, that they've talked to the Pac-12 as well. Oh, I'm sure SMU is is exploring all its options, as, as, all school, you know, as most schools are, especially those who aren't affiliated with a Power 5 conference. And when, you, when you're in the Dallas market, sure, why not float, float your name and uh, make make some phone calls. And similarly, I know that the ACC is uh, huddling with media, with its media partner and with 
consultants to see what might drive some some more revenue. Would the Dallas market do that? Would some kind of partnership with Pac-12 schools out west? I think all those uh, possibilities are being explored. Mm. Well, we saw how well that that agreement among uh, the uh, the scheduling alliance or whatever it was went last time. So <laughs> that uh, that didn't go so that didn't go so hot. Uh, it's kind of led us to, to where we are. Hey, David, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time uh, here. No, it's a busy week for you, uh, but again, I I I think you've just laid out the uh, realities of the situation. And let's face it, the almighty dollar at the end of the day, uh, speaks to what could happen here. And uh, as you, I think, have pointed out here, it's all sort of what Notre Dame feels like they can do or want to do or what they can bring in as far as their brand goes monetarily. Uh, But that's a pretty interesting story that CBS reported today. Uh, We'll be keeping an eye on it. Thanks a lot, and hopefully we can talk to you again down the road at some point. My pleasure, Patrick. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is, uh, David Teal. Wonderful to have him on uh, with us here. I tell you what, uh, Ben, let's grab a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get an update on what's going on out there uh, in uh, the world. And uh, then we'll do a little hold my beer. So uh, a timeout. We'll come back. More Patrick Johnson show after these words. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm alone with Scotty Turner. And we got a star. And that's that all-new Nissan Pathfinder. It's amazing technology. Totally redesigned. Has a great V6 twin-turbo engine in it. Awesome ride. Great feel. Comes in available in four-wheel drive as well. Has a panoramic sunroof in it. You have heated and cooled seats, memory seats. A great ride. Again, you can fit seven adults comfortably in this vehicle. It's a great option for a third-row SUV. As Matt's pointing out, the all-new 22 Nissan Pathfinder third-row seat SUV. Great for your family family. Folks, this is a great time. If you're looking for a third row seat SUV, we just got a truckload in this weekend. Seven to choose from. We even got that beautiful Boulder Gray uh, Platinum Edition. We just got that in. Folks, we believe in a transparent transaction with you. We give you the most money we ever, ever have for trade-ins right now. So if you're looking to get rid of your vehicle, your SUV, for an updated model, this has all the technology that you need. Check us out at Greenwood Nissan and GreenwoodNissan.com, where we drive the service. 
Real people are getting real and lasting pain relief at QC Kinetics. Who would have thought that I would be in better shape now than after I got out of the Marines at 22? It's great to be active again. I've played 36 holes multiple days in a row without pain. Everything is great. Are you tired of living with chronic joint pain? QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged tissue, natural healing agents from your own body, so your body can heal itself the way it was designed. With no pain pills, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. Super successful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Thanks to QC Kinetics, quality of life is just a lot better. Definitely changed my life. Call now to see if regenerative medicine could be the answer you've been looking for. The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics have proven protocols that can give you lasting relief now and the consultation is free call qc kinetics 252-765-PAIN that's 252-765-7246 252-765-PAIN tweet at us hey you want to see our tweets that's creeping me out follow us on twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the pirate nation we need you guys on twitter twitter it's 943 the game on twitter Taking a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation here in 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barm. Former ECU baseball pitcher Carson Winsenhunt was drafted in the second round of the MLB draft with the 66th pick to the San Francisco Giants. And just moments ago, Zach Agnos was drafted in the 10th round by Colorado as a pitcher. Pirate football running back Keith Mitchell has been named to the Maxwell Award preseason watch list and honor crown to the College Football Player of the Year. Big weekend for ECU golf. Wendell, Wendell native Pirate Nick Brown won the 108th Carolinas Amateur Championship with, with a stellar performance with three rounds in the 60s, including a 63 on Saturday. ECU golf alum Patrick Stevenson captures the 2022 Columbia City Championship at the Spur at Northwoods in South Carolina. And ECU volleyball has earned the United States Marine Corps and American Volleyball Coaches Team Academic Award for the second straight season and the third time in program history. The Pirates earned a 3.7 team GPA during the spring semester. Elsewhere in college sports, American member SMU's had discussions about potentially joining the ACC as well as the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And the NCAA Baseball Rules Committee has recommended changes during its meeting, including a 20-second pitch clock, banning on-field props, and allowing runners on second and extra innings. For the NFL, Bucks running back Leonard Fournette is catching heat, and reports indicate that he's currently sitting at 260 pounds as he stands at six foot tall. He does not look to be in football shape, according to his coaches, while UNC great Ryan Switzer is officially retired from the NFL after five seasons. For Major League Baseball, ahead of his home run derby appearance, the Nats are listening to offers for star outfielder Juan Soto as they're turning down a $440 million deal with Washington. And from the PGA, the Australian Cameron Smith wins the Open Championship after shooting 20 under to claim his first major. Here was Cameron Smith after his big win. Uh, geez, what a, what a week. Uh, I'm going to fall apart here, I know. Uh, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank the team back there, all their hard work, all the hard work we've done uh, the last couple of years um, has really started to pay off. and. This one definitely makes it worth it. And golf analyst David Ferdy is leaving NBC and is expected to join the Live Tours golf broadcast in the future. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. The P-Man will wrap it up after this quick timeout. 
Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments then. Pain meds, steroids, and then surgery, right? It's Patrick Johnson here. I've got great news. There's now a better way, and it's right here from local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the national leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, they're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. Nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Connects regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you a quality of life that you deserve. So call now and schedule your free consultation. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. If you live in eastern North Carolina, then you know it's the best boating in the world right here. Why not have the exact boat you want? Now you can customize and design your own boat with Pair Customs in Washington. Pair Customs builds Pair Custom boats. You can customize your boat with no more and no less of what you want and how you want it built. Pair Customs builds six different models from 21 to 27 feet. Brian Pear and his team will build your boat the exact way you want it with superb craftsmanship. T-tops, towers, no tops, front seats, back seats, no seats, no problem. Want a specialized top for cobia fishing or sight casting? No problem. Your family will love your new Pear Custom boat made by Pear Customs in Washington. Check out PearMarine.com or come see them at 106 Tar Heel Drive in Washington. Washington. Pair Customs, dedicated to building a superior product at an affordable price. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesday means all Mexican imports for just $2.75. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold my beer. So, Ben, uh, while I was kind of on the, the two-week vacay, if you will, from the show, 
You know, I, I disconnected uh, a great deal, and there really isn't a whole lot uh, to complain about. I mean, you didn't miss much. I, you know, yeah. Well, no, I think I missed quite a lot, but I mean, <laughs> I, I I think that you know, I, I don't really have a gripe because I'm I'm just kind of connecting back into the world of sports. Um, there's one, but I don't want to be petty. But but I'll say this. You know, we've started doing the food truck. I'm, I'm trying to expand my horizons. Oh, uh, I have to seen the food, the food truck, truck yeah. saga on Facebook, so I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see how this goes. Well, so uh, one of these days last week, my wife uh, dragged me to a food truck. And you know, it really wasn't even a This taxed the definition of truck because this was a tent with a pig cooker, which I'm all down for. Don't get me wrong. That sounds like you some can't East call North yourself... Carolina barbecue type <laughs> well, stuff right say, there. You, you can't call yourself a food truck. If you are a, um, if you're just uh, pulling around on, on the back of your uh, Jeep, a uh, pig cooker in a tent. You let's know, call it a food, food exhibit. Yeah, let's call it a food exhibit. So we go. It's a barbecue. And as you know, Ben, I've got a body by barbecue. I love some good Q. Sorry, right. I mean, you're a good uh, old in, Southern boy, grown or born and raised in East yeah. North Carolina. So, I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'll enjoy some good barbecue at uh, the drop of a hat. So we go to check this out. Uh, we go down the street, we kind of narrow away, and we turn around and we park with the flow of traffic. You know, my wife's a big stickler for the traffic rules. And as we're doing this, this guy should, in his Prius. respectable. Yeah, yeah. This guy in his Prius comes rolling through the the sliver of the uh, road that was uh, being occupied uh, by the, uh, you know, the, the, the pig cooker and the tent and all that. They left just kind of one lane passable. And this guy comes zooming up. And he gets out, and he had clothes that were way too tight for him. And he and his is, and again, I, you know, they were driving an EV. And I don't want to, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but you know, you I don't get think the picture. they were both, Yeah, you get the picture. Uh, yeah. yeah, if he's driving a Prius, uh, it's an I, EV. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think they were voting for any R's uh, the last uh, <laughs> election. So um, this guy, you know, parks in the sports. wrong direction. They don't. They they park in the wrong direction, uh, like. Uh, Disc golf, they might. So they park in the wrong direction, or esports. They park in the wrong direction. And so they're kind of blocking the lane of traffic. They see us walking up and they get out of uh, their EV. And they, this guy, this might have been the most physical activity he's ever done. They they cut in front of us. All right. You know, I think we were a little dumbfounded by the whole thing. Because, you know, it's and whatever we get, you deal with that in the triangle market. You know, you have people like well, that that come up every once in a while. You just, you know, you just got to keep your cool and let it let it flow. We get up to the uh, to the thing. We get up to the uh, to to the deal there where uh, it's our turn. And they had they had all they had left was turkey. Uh, they had ordered the apparently they cut in front of us and got the last. Of course, I can't hear anything, but my wife, listening intently, says, "Well, they got the last uh, set of Q and brisket because they cut in front of us brisket. So that too. makes you it you can't just cut up with another yeah. brisket. I mean, that's it." <sighs> So that's my hold my beer to the to the guy driving the EV and his his uh, lady friend. That's a good one. Uh, what do you got, Ben? Yeah. Uh, my, what do you got? Going to be uh, with golf. Uh, the whole live golf tour kind of chronicles here. I hate these PGA guys that are announcing against it because they're loyal to the PGA and they have some kind of media ties to it. Um, I think I, once again, and we talked about this before, so I won't go in great detail. But these people are doing what's best for their families. I mean. PJ cannot match the, the Saudi money that's coming from Live there. I mean, they're just printing money. So, I mean, I don't blame these guys that are they're ditching the PGA 
And I think our guy Charles, despite, you know, being a little cynical sometimes on Facebook, I like his point that the PJ is just banking on tradition and uh, looking for a, a sob story here, and people are not buying it. I mean, no one's going to feel sorry for the PGA here unless you got any kind of ties to them. So that's mine. I, the whole Live Golf right. Tour Chronicles is kind of bothering me a little bit. A rumor that uh, Cameron Smith uh, could be signing with Live for $90 million That's a baller After move. hoisting the cleric drug. Oh, that's, that's well. Got a major a win, and your... he's getting his money. And then uh, – as, as we talked about today, uh, they've already had a defection in the realm of uh, announcing uh, David Faraday leaving uh, NBC to go uh, be an analyst on the Live Tour. Quite interesting. All right, uh, Noah, you're uh, a young guy, so it's hold, hold My Soda for you. What is your Hold My Soda here? Uh, so for my Hold My Soda, it's that the, um, the Apple Maps app changed when you have the sound on for it. <laughs> It changed that rather than telling you, oh, you have a turn on this road in 0.2 miles or whatever, it just gives you a little ding every time you need to check your phone to see what the next direction is. So what I would usually do is turn on my maps, turn on the sound, put my phone to the side, and just listen to what it tells me to do. And now all I hear is dings, so I don't think about it, and then I miss my exit. And on my way here from Raleigh, I went to Raleigh this weekend, on my way back to Greenville, I probably missed Uh my turn two or three times just because of the ding, and it didn't tell me to go. So that's my hold my show. Now, is that the maps? Like, on my iPhone, I use maps, right? I don't use Google Maps. Just the regular maps. Just the maps. Yeah, just the regular maps app that's on your phone. I haven't figured out how to fix it yet, so it's, it's annoying me. Okay. Well, here's what happened. So all of a sudden, like the the voice instructions went away on mine, right? And I thought it was my phone was because I had that old iPhone. So we just we broke down and we upgraded right before we left on vacation and got the the iPhone 13 because they were offering a deal and da da da. And the I and then the same thing was happening. I was using it to go somewhere, and the so I because I don't use Waves and I don't use you know the Google on the I, I just use what's on the iPhone. And it wasn't saying a word. So this is something going. I just thought it was me because I was an old boomer, as Ben says. But even a young whippersnapper like yourself is is having is- issues. Wow. And you know what? Now it, it it doesn't talk unless you have the radio off. You notice that? Yeah, really I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of problems with it. It never really does what I want it to do. So mm. it's, it's frustrating. Could you imagine? Could you imagine when uh, I was your age that we got places by? Uh, by by like uh, people giving us direction and we wrote it down. Yeah, Can I was actually that? talking to a friend of mine about that. We were on a road trip and he was he was saying it's crazy that just a couple years ago we'd be using a map right now and marking which exits yeah. to take. There's no way I could do that. Yeah, well, well, I, I'm I just can't remember old, anybody's. I'm just old enough yeah. to remember MapQuest. Like my mom printed out MapQuest <laughs> to get to places. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. That was a move. That was a go-to move there. That was annoying because it was it like listed it in the order that you were, and it just it. it that, I always found that annoying. The printout of the map. Yeah, direction. it was. It was kind of a pain. That would be a hold my beer. Was 15 years ago for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, an exciting edition of Hold My Beer. Speaking of Cameron Smith and beer, uh, do we have the cut? What he said afterwards, Ben, uh, in his uh, we do, his we do. post round. In his championship interview, this is pretty good. Let's play that. And I with the Clara jug. <laughs> I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing. That's for sure. Living that's it up, good. Living it up. Could be ninety million dollars richer too. How about that? There, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the more reason to live it up for sure. 
<laughs> the play on words there. Certainly uh, live it up. Hey, uh, very interesting stuff with uh, David Teal. Uh, just to revisit that a little bit. I mean, if, if someone wanted to leave the ACC now, be it Clemson, be it Florida State, be it UNC, whoever, and those three probably uh, have the wherewithal, maybe Virginia have the wherewithal financially to absorb some of this, or at least financially probably have the ability to lawyer up and challenge this. But, I mean, that's a that's a it'd be a billion dollars if they wanted to leave to go to the, the SEC right now. You'd get no television rights for a decade and a half. You can't do that. You just can't do that. But it's going to be a big topic this week in the ACC Media Days. Thanks to David Teal for being with us. Uh, we'll quiz John Gilbert on the status of uh, college athletics, ECU and beyond, uh, Wednesday when he joins us in studio. So join us for that program. And join us tomorrow, 5 o'clock, for the Patrick Johnson Show. We'll also have Phil Steele later in the week. Great job by Ben Byram and Noah, and uh, we'll catch everybody tomorrow. Spectacular engagement ring blowout. This once a year event is happening July 16th through 23rd at all Bailey's locations. An expansive selection of engagement rings, loose diamonds, mountings, and wedding bands. Up to 60% off in Raleigh, Rocky Mount, and Greenville. Engagement rings near cost, at cost, even below cost. Bailey's engagement ring blowout. July 16th through 23rd. Visit BaileyBox.com. Before your next fishing trip, head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive. Greenville.